Folks, we got another 9.30 a.m. game on Sunday. Jags to the Bills. Bills to you. Yeah, for me, uh, it's pretty obvious that I'm just starting Dalton Kincaid here. Uh, the Jaguars are allowing the second most points to tight ends in 2023. And if we've learned anything over the last couple of years of fantasy football, it's you basically just pick the team that's allowing the most points to tight end and you just start a tight end against them. And that Kincaid's the guy there. I mean, he's not the guy like he's not the number one, but he's the number one tight end. Jags, uh, 48 and a half point implied total in this one. Feels pretty good to start all your kind of standard pieces on both sides of the ball. No real take here except Zay Jones is on waivers and over 50% of pretty much all platforms right now. I think he definitely deserves a roster spot after coming off his knee injury. Uh, he looked good in week one and was running with Ridley in two wide receiver sets, um, as he did in the preseason. Don't get me wrong, Christian Kirk has, has looked great. He's been crushing, but... Not necessarily sure how this wide receiver room is going to shake out or if he does reclaim his role that he had in the preseason and in week one, he's definitely startable. So get Zay Jones on your bench, especially if you're hurting a little bit at wide receiver. Folks, welcome back into JWB crushing the competition weekly preview for week five. Already at week five here. I'm Tyler. He is Jake. The bye weeks are upon us. Um, everyone. We have a goal here at JWB of hitting 2,500 subscribers by the end of the season. Um, please, if you can, while I roll this intro, like, subscribe, please, and thank you. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Back into it as we go. Texans at the Falcons, Atlanta. Jake. Yeah, I think the main takeaway from this game is that Tyler Algier is probably startable. Um, I know the performances haven't really been super great the past few weeks, but let's be honest here. Desmond Ritter is struggling uh, as a passer, and the Texans allow the seventh most points to opposing running back so far in 2023. Um, so Bijan, obviously, he's the guy, um, but Algier is still getting play pretty much every single week. He hasn't found the end zone uh, like he did in week one, but I think this is probably the best matchup for him to do it um as of as of late anyway and then i'm just i'm benching drake london at all costs here um the texans defense has been super super solid at limiting uh wide receiver production for fantasy football um and even though he's uh, again the, he's the wide receiver guy he's the one wide receiver that's worth rostering on that team i'm just not i can't start him with any confidence this week so i'm really hoping that you have somebody else to start in his place which at this point i think you already know that you should You are muted. Dalton Schultz is who I'm talking about here for the Texans. Thank you. I have serious concerns about Dalton Schultz's role. Um, you know, regardless of him scoring a touchdown last week, his routes run, uh, that rate has dropped significantly every week since week one. Week one, we saw an elite 94%, and then week four, we saw an awful 42%. Um, it's halved. Uh, he's, he was the main guy. I don't think a lot of people expected Dalton Schultz to be the main guy. And it appears to be that he's in a gross part of a three-person committee here. Um, it's a three-way split. Um, there's likely better options than Dalton Schultz on your waiver wire. He's my tight end 19 of the week. The, the touchdown we saw last week might kind of fool you into thinking that, hey, Dalton Schultz is startable. Dalton Schultz is streamable. I'm saying that the underlying metrics here are saying that he is not. I would be looking elsewhere besides Dalton Schultz this week. Yeah, I think myself and others had semi-high hopes for him coming into the year, but they really just have not panned out. Yeah, it's one of those 
you know, I don't think there's anything with like saying like this guy has projectable volume, but I think it's also a, a good warning that like you also got to consider talent, right? Yep. Uh, you know, we, we talk about projectable volume being something we're looking to, but there's always that risk if they're just not that good. Um, Acres is an example of that. I think Dalton Schultz is an yep. example of that. So that is where we're at. We have a question here in the chat. Mega Brick, good to see you. Um, where do you have Fields ranked tonight in fantasy? I currently have him at um, quarterback eight. Um, feeling pretty good about that. He's a, he's a quarterback one. Saw a lot of good things, albeit in the easiest matchup ever. But I'm feeling pretty good that he's going to be a QB one this week. So I, I find Fields likely starting him. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, one of the things that actually stood out to me is as good as that game was against Denver, his PFF passing grade was actually higher in his matchup against Kansas City. So he's doing a lot of things right. He's doing what the offense is asking him to do. The problem has just been the play calling, um, but it's, it's Washington, right? We can't expect too much both defensively and offensively out of them. And I think they stick to the game plan that they had early on uh, against Denver. And they really let Fields, you know, take advantage of the wide receiver core that he has. Um, Claypool being inactive seemed to do wonderful things for him. And he's going to be inactive again this week. So uh, I think wide receiver or uh, quarterback eight is really, really fair. Um, I might have him a spot or two higher. But again, it's when you're talking the quarterback like six, seven and eight, it's kind of all the same guy. Panthers at Lions, my Lions to you. Good things to say, I'm sure. Oh, plenty. Uh, Lions defense, for one, is a top five option this week. Uh, their their opponent has not been productive, really. Andy Dalton being the most productive quarterback in that room is not something that I think a lot of people really expected. Um, but, you know, I'm expecting limited production still out of anyone not named Amon Ross St. Brown uh, from the pass catcher room. Uh, the defense does do a pretty good job of limiting pass catchers from overall performance. Um, but that being said, Gibbs and Monty, I think, are both weekly smashes anyway. But, you know, the Panthers are allowing the fourth most points to opposing running backs right now. Really no reason not to have either of those guys in your lineups. Um, and if this team has proved one thing, it's that uh, if the game if the game is in their hands, uh, David Montgomery is going to get the ball. They're just going to feed him the rock. He's going to get three to four yards every time. He's going to fall into the end zone twice. So Monty might be like a top eight running back this week, um, but both him and Gibbs are, are absolute smash starts for me. Don't overthink those two. Panthers, tough draw here um, as the Lions are actually 10-point favorites in this one. Uh, I think this might be the first time since the Obama administration that the Lions are a 10-point favorite, which Honestly. as a Lions fan, you love to see. Um, you know, as stated, Lions defense much improved. Lions defense, I would argue, is cooking right now. Um, they're a scary matchup for, for the other side of the ball, which really is scary for the Panthers pieces here that you might be rostering. The implied total for the Panthers is only 17 points, which is essentially like that's bad, folks. Yeah. There's really just two plays here. I think Thielen is a fine wide receiver three at this point. The volume seems to be there. He seems to be the go-to wide receiver, the only wide receiver who's really doing a ton here consistently. I guess somewhat consistently, but he's the guy. Um, and then Miles Sanders, I think he's a back-end RB2 this week. Um, you, you can bench everyone else besides Thielen and Sanders, in my opinion. I mean, frankly, you could probably bench Sanders, but considering it's a, it's a running back position, considering it's a bye week, um, Sanders is more of like a you could do worse play considering he's still yep. averaging a healthy amount of uh, targets per game. Yeah, I agree with you there. I in my sleeper video this week I talk about Hayden Hurst being a decent streamer option there, but again, you know we're talking streaming. If you have a solid tight end, you're not benching him for Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I'm generally with you there. You could do worse than Hayden Hurst. Another question here in the chat. Mega Brick is back round two. Feel free for round three. Which defense should I stream this week? Pats. Atlanta, Houston, 
or Denver. I think Denver is out. Yep, just going to say that off the bat here. I was going to kind of take a quick look at the ranks here. Um, as I'm scrolling down, do you have anything to fill as I look at the ranks? Yeah, I would go Patriots here. I'm not going to overthink it too much. Um, they just have the most upside, uh, especially with how bad the Saints have looked um, You know, at, for most of the time this year. Uh, I, I'm leaning the Patriots here. I just think they have the most upside. Um, mm-hmm. Past them, I, I might go Atlanta. But uh, Houston, I'm staying away from personally, and and Denver's I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole. Yep, it's Patriots for me. I think that game also carries a 40-point implied total. Just not a lot of scoring going to happen in that game with the Pats. I would easily go the Pats. It should be. It would be. It would, I'd be surprised if this was an exciting game for anyone to watch. Yeah. Um. So there we go. Um. Which one to stash? Roshan, Wandell, or Charbonnet? I will get to Wandell. I think he's a good stash, but considering it's the Giants, I think Roshan and Charbonnet are both good stashes. I would love mm-hmm. to stash both of them. It's going to be Charbonnet for me, just because I have a lot more faith in the Seahawks offense over the Bears. And then even if something does happen to Herbert, he's still going to have to contend with fields. Gino's not running the ball as much. They're both Roshan and Charbonnet, both good stashes. But Charbonnet, I think, clearly has the most upside as the best stash between the two. Yeah, I would agree. I love Roshan. I think he's great. But last week, I think, showed us they're going to go away from him a little bit and, and you know, lean back uh, to Herbert being the lean ba- lead back there. Um, so you're really hoping for injury and that, you know, Fields doesn't start running more. Um, so it's Charbonnet for me as well, though Wandell is he's right there. But I I tend to prefer to stash running backs over wide receivers. And Cam Daddy, we are answering questions. So, shoot, we're going to move on to the next game, but we'll get to it. Just drop it in the chat. Titans at Colts. Colts, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Pittman, absolute must start this week for me. Um, I know, you know, everything hasn't looked as as great as it has at times for him. Uh, but, you know, the Titans defense allowing the eighth most points to opposing wide receivers, really, really good at limiting the run. Uh, so, you know, expecting, a, you know, some limited production from Zach Moss this week, assuming Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he isn't. He could, if he could, I'm definitely not starting Zach Moss. Um, but if he doesn't go, you know, Zach Moss, he's still a streaming option for me. Um, you know, he's in kind of flex territory, but just this Titans defense is so, so good. I'm just really, you know, staying away from Moss at, at kind of all, all costs. Yeah, that's fair. He's a good stash, but that's really all there is to it. He's, he's back to handcuff status. Um, Titans, I don't want to get cute here. I'll, I'll save you all time. You deploy Derrick Henry. Um, I think he really dispelled any worries of being like just when you're like, oh, Derek Henry might be washed after like a terrible game. He goes out, and just drops like 25 points, which yep. is just we should be accustomed to at this point in time. So uh, Henry is not washed, folks. He's an RB one, and Hopkins is deployed pretty solidly as a wide receiver too. You know, I got some serious concerns about Traylon Burks at this point. He hasn't really shown enough there, and there's like no, there's nothing on the horizon to be excited about at, at the quarterback for the Titans. I mean, they could go to their QB2, their QB3, and none of it's necessarily going to get me excited. So um, I'm not sure I'm personally dropping Burks yet, but if you wanted to, I would not stop you. Yep. I'm, I'm in the same boat there. He's not a drop for me, but it's it's one of those things where you are just holding him, knowing the upside's there, but knowing he's probably not going to crack your lineup once. Dominic, PPR. Arby's are Monty, Kyron, Kamara, and Jones. Thinking of starting the first three, Kamara and Jones is the toss-up. I actually, I agree with you. I have Kamara 16, and I have Aaron Jones 17, and I clearly have Kyron, and I clearly have Monty ahead. Um, I'm with you. I, it is a toss-up. I have it in my ranks as a toss-up, but I have it as Monty, Kyron, Kamara as of right now. 
Yep, I would agree. I think Kamar or uh, Kyron and Jones actually ends up being a little bit more of a toss up for me, just matchup dependent there. Um, but uh, if they've showed us anything, it's that they're just going to give Kyron the ball five times when they're on the five yard line. Like that's just what this offense is going to do. Um, so his touchdown upside is pretty much unmatched there. But I would agree. I'm probably starting the first three there. Dr. Clutch, 10-man PPR wide receivers have a lot of potential, but not too much production as of late. Potentially losing Higgins to a rib injury. Got D-Hop, Pickens, Addison, Dotson. What should I do going forward? Um, I don't know. A couple thoughts just come, come to my mind right now. Um, I think trying to go trade something for Waddle. He's kind of underperforming. I think he could really bolster wide receiver room. I'll get to this later, but I also think Rasheed Rice is right now a pretty good stash considering no one is really distancing themselves as the yep. wide receiver one on the Chiefs. Um, I think, you know, maybe he's not a start right now, but down the road, I could see him possibly being like a wide receiver three in fantasy. Um, and uh, Wondell Robinson, I think, is also a pretty solid stash. I'm not sure exactly if that was your question, but, uh, you know, if you're kind of looking for some options at wide receiver, those are three ways I might be looking off the top of my head. Yeah, they they sent another comment in. Uh, they said they picked up Tyler Boyd off of waivers. They have Bijan Pollard, Mostert, Pierce, Javante. I'm trading some of those running backs for wide receivers. Um, I'm keeping Bijan and Pollard, but most are Pierce and Javante. I'm, I'm, you know, sending feelers out there, seeing what I can get for those guys. Um, if I could get like a DJ Moore for a Raheem Mostert, I think that's a really solid play. Yeah, and Boyd is startable if T. Higgins doesn't go up. But he always yep. is. Like he's a wide receiver three. Like you're, you're fine. You start Boyd. Higgins misses. You start Boyd. Chase misses. You start Boyd. It's always fine. It's always going to be fine. Yep. Um, you're never going to like be like it's never going to be like a league winning week, but he'll probably get you the 12 to 18 points, and we're happy about that. Um, we'll do one more question before we go to the next game. Don't worry, folks. We'll get to all the cues. Uh, Brian here. Thanks for the question. 10-man PPR, Terry McLaurin or Jameer Gibbs straight up. My RBs are Aaron Jones, James Conner, and Herbert at the flex. Uh, between Terry and Jameer Gibbs, your thoughts on this one? Um, I think I lean Gibbs's upside just a bit more. Um, Gibbs, you know, and Conner kind of in the same weekly tier of like 15 to 18 point pro like production upside. Herbert is a fine flex for now, but that Bears that Bears offense seems to be ever changing. I know I just said they're leaning towards him being the lead back there, um, but I, I still would much I'd feel much more confident with Jameer Gibbs or or Terry in at my flex position. Um, I, I think you know pure upside goes to Jameer, but I it, it really would depend on what my wide receiver room looks like. If McLaurin's like my wide receiver six or, or five, even I, I'm probably going Gibbs there. I would agree. Moving things along. Next question. Or let's just go to the games. Giants and Dolphins. Fun side of the ball for you, my friend. You got the fit. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You're just kind of firing up the guys here. You're starting Waddle. You're starting Tyreek. I think HN and Moser are both really startable options here. Um, the defense that they're playing, it just allows points to everybody. Um, Durham Smythe might even sneak into streaming consideration just off of pure touchdown upside. Um, but I, it seems like the touchdown upside from the tight end is going to be super limited there just because uh, they just give HN the ball when they're inside the 15 and he just wiggles his way into the end zone after breaking four tackles. So um, he might sneak into streaming consideration. He's not quite there. Really depends on how deep your league is, but just not getting too cute here. Starting the guys. Uh, Giant side, suppose it's cool. Saquon could be back. He's deployed as an RB1, probably back end as he's back into things, but obviously Saquon starting. That's a no brainer. I think Daniel Jones could have a bit of a bounce back game here against the Dolphins defense who hasn't been very good. 48 and a half implied total would suggest there's going to be some points in this one. Again, I, I hinted at it earlier, but um, Wondell Robinson, I think would be a wide receiver stash here from hurting that wide receiver. Um, you know, he, um, 
he's not a start. He's a stash. Want to be clear on that. Um, he's looking healthy. He commands a very strong target share when he's out there. If any giant wide receiver becomes fantasy relevant, it's going to be my bet is it's going to be Wandell Robinson. And also to, to be clear, once again, I wouldn't bet that a giant's wide receiver becomes relevant, but if it did happen, it would be Wandell. Yep. Um, to go back to the question from Brian, he did. It, it was a trade. It was um, I didn't pick that up the first time, but Terry for Gibbs. I would get Gibbs over Terry rest of the season. Yep. Um, and then let's go to the next question here. Half PPR, give up Etienne for DJ Moore and Damian Pierce. My RBs are Eckler, Kamara, Madison, wide receivers. I would not. I would rather keep Etienne over DJ Moore and Damian Pierce rest of the season. I would try to move Madison for like more of a wide receiver two, wide receiver three sort. Um, instead, um, I'm not moving at the end for DJ Moore and Damian Pierce. Yep. Fully agree there. Uh, ETN is the premium asset there. Start two full PPR tingly Kamara, a chain Pacheco. Um, dang, this is tough. I have this Pacheco and a chain. If I'm being honest with you, um, I think it's a good week for Pacheco. I'll get, I have a lot to say about Pacheco later and I'll get to that, but I have this as a chain and Pacheco. Yeah, it's a really it's a really uh, a good spot to be in. Um, I don't know if Kamara is going to be able to repeat, you know, a 13 reception performance every single week. Um, so, but the upside is there. Uh, I might go Kamara and Anchan here, but uh, once Tyler says what he has to say about Pacheco, I may flip my tune there. Yep, usage has been going up, my folk, my friends, the folks here. Um, one more cue before we get rolling over to the next game. Don't worry, we'll get to all the questions. Would you trade away Bijan and Pickens? For Lamb and A-Chain, uh, 18 PPR, so you're really searching for upside here. 3-1, Bijan, Saquon, Kyron, Hall, Pierce, White, wide receivers, Metcalf, Waddle, Pittman, Flowers. So, you're man, I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning Lamb and A-Chain just because, like, you have Saquon and Kyron. Yeah. Um, and A-Chain offers a pretty high ceiling every single week. And, and, and Brees. Yeah. Lamb is is just such an upgrade. For, like, I, I, I'm i not even sure I'm starting Pickens in, in 10 team leagues. So, sucks losing Bijan here. But I, I'm leaning you take the Lamb and the A-Chain. Yeah. I think, you know, Lamb is pretty instantly the best wide receiver in your room. Uh, Bijan, while he probably has the most – uh, probably the safest floor of the running backs that you have there. Um, Brees Hall, you know, he's off of snap count limitations in that offense. Saquon, once he's back healthy, Kyron, you know, weekly is is really solid too. I'm, I'm probably taking that trade, honestly. One more cue before we get to the next game. RB trade equivalent for Tank Dell, short on RBs, don't need him as a starter. So I'd probably view Tank Dell as kind of a wide receiver three moving forward. So you'd probably be looking yourself at like a kind of a, running back three um to do i mean I, it's kind of tough because you're like kind of getting yourself into like that uh like handcuff territory right to to get a running back i think off the top of my head some guys that i think could be worth targeting um straight up i mean this is hard just kind of looking at it like in this range it's like there's like the gus edwards tyler algiers um you might try like a javante williams if somebody is a little bit yep. sketched out on that um, I think you'd have to package something if you're going to go straight up, to be honest yeah. with you. It's tough for me to find a one-for-one one that I really like. I would wait for Tank to have another boom game, and then I'd probably try and flip him for like a Brian Robinson type. We're going to the next game here. Again, we'll get to the cues. Saints at Pats. We talked about this, but it's a 40-point 40 40 implied total. Um, two good to great defenses. Tough to expect a lot here. You got the Pats. 
Yeah, uh, Saints defense is weakest against wide receivers for fantasy production. They're still pretty solid, but that's where where you can kind of beat them. Kendrick Boyne, uh, Kendrick Bourne has been the target leader in the offense, um, so he he's kind of in you know flex territory for me this week. Uh, the upside in the wide receiver room is super limited, um, and I, and Bourne really is is just the guy that gives it to you. Um, Henry has touchdown upside. But I'm I'm looking away from Hunter Henry if I have better streaming options, which I'm sure they're out there. Jake Ferguson is available in so many leagues. I'm definitely leaning him over Hunter Henry. Saints big takeaway here is Kamara walked right back into a role that we've learned to love so well. Um, his targets were an outlier, but he's clearly going to be the primary focus in the pass game and the primary running back. So he's a locked and loaded RB2, as mentioned. He's my RB17 on the week. I like Kamara going forward. He's got upside. Um, Alave had a disappointing game last week, but he did have 146 air yards. Essentially what that means is Carr was looking his way down the field as he always has. Um, those are going to connect a little bit more than they did last week, so don't let a bad week four scare you off of Alave. In fact, I, there is even a world where you could buy low on Alave. I think he's kind of like a fringe wide receiver one going forward. Yeah, I agree. Alave, the usage is all there. It, it's going to come together before we know it. PPR, start Higby or Komet. This week, um, looking through my stuff, I have Higby above Komet. Same. I know he got fields, but it's I, there's the, the volume is much nicer. I know Komet had a nice big game, but it was against the Broncos. So I got Higby a couple spots ahead pretty comfortably. Yep, same here. Higby's going to get the volume. Should I trade DJ Moore for Puka? I would. Yeah. I would trade DJ Moore for Puka, even with the cup coming back. I do know that, but I still would. Um, I think there's a world when DJ Moore has got a kind of a softer matchup over these next couple weeks, but... I just don't trust the Bears offense um, in totality going forward. And Puka is probably not going to continue to go on this absolute hot streak or heater with cutback. But he plays primarily on the outside. Cup plays on the inside. There's enough room for them both to do well. I would like when Cup comes back, I still like Puka more than DJ Moore rest of the season. Yep. Agreed. They're, that team is they have a consolidated passing tree and Puka's. I mean, he's proven his, his worth to that offense with Cup out. So he's he's going to have a role rest of the season. PPR start Flowers or Tank Dell. Uh, I got Flowers 10 spots above Tank Dell. We saw uh, Flowers dot rise considerably in week four. Could be a little blip in the radar, but he's clearly the number two option there. So um, I got Flowers as wide receiver two, Dell as a wide receiver three. Yep, I'm in the same boat with you. Start DJ Moore or Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, let me just double check this, but it's probably going to be – I mean, whew, I was going to say Ramondre, but – it is kind of a nicer matchup, man. This is a tough one, actually. I'm kind of looking at it. I got Ramondre as my wide receiver, as my running back 22. I have DJ Moore as my wide receiver 28. A little torn on this one. I might have to jump into the projections here. What are your What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I probably lean DJ Moore, um, given that it is full P- PPR. Ramondre, the passing volume really just hasn't been there for him. Um, I don't know, man. That's tough, though. Yep. It is tough. I think I'd go DJ Moore too, just more of a gut feel. Um, Etienne, Nakua, or DJ Moore at flex PPR. Yeah, that's Etienne for me. Yep. That's, that's a pretty easy one. I love Nakua and DJ and DJ Moore this week, obviously, but Etienne's pretty – I know he had a kind of a rough week last week, but it's it's easily Etienne. Etienne is kind of in a spot right now where, like, every single week I got him as, as a top 10 back. Um, he's, he's 11 – actually, he's 11 this week, so I take that back, but still, it's 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 a good spot. There's no one Tank, – Tank Bigsby's not taking his role. He's got a workhorse role on this. Um, tougher matchup, but he's got it. I'm sticking with him. Lions or Phillies D. I actually got Lions one spot ahead of Philly, but they're both elite options. Yep, I prefer the Lions as well. Hey, what's up? Glad you could catch us. 
And let's catch ourselves up on questions here. I'm sure there'll be more, but we'll burn through a couple games real quick after this. How do you all feel about Etienne? Would you start Kyron or Hall over him? No, I would not. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, Brees becomes interesting, but I want to I want to wait to see him actually be the lead back before I start him as a lead back. Ravens at the Steelers. A uh, bit of a division rivalry here, I suppose. I guess I consider it to be a rivalry. I, I don't know what Steelers or Ravens fans think, but either way, Steelers side for you. Yeah, I mean, Pickens is really my only option to tell you to start here. Um, I don't love the matchup for him, um, but he is the one wide receiver in this offense uh, as of current. Um, Najee and Warren, both of those guys kind of offer similar upside to me at this point. So both are fine, um, but you know they're both in kind of that t- 10 to 12 point upside range for me. So I would really love to have better options, but I think either of them are a serviceable running back too for your lineups. Ravens, I mean, Lamar, Zay Flowers, Andrews, you start these guys. I guess the take here, if I had to make one, is Gus Edwards really dominated the backfield here with an 80% snap share last week. Did not expect that. You know, I I expected to be a little bit more of a, um, you know, three-headed monster, more of a split, but an 80% snap share out of Gus Edwards, I mean, that's that's elite. We love it, right? I mean, it is Gus Edwards, and he has to deal with Lamar, so it's never going to be like, oh, Gus Edwards, top 15 running back this week. That's just not in the range of outcomes for Gus Edwards. But in the end of the day, like Gus is playable with a snap share like that. He's a fringe RB too. Um, he even had three targets, which was nice to see as he's not usually involved in the pass game could be a blip in the radar. But in the end of the day, like I think Gus Edwards is a classic. You could do worse this week, especially if we see this type of uh, usage, uh, this very high snap count continue. And I mentioned it with Zay Flowers. I want to just kind of, push on that one more time here is he had a really big jump in a dot in, in, in week four. Traditionally Zay, Zay flowers had been used as like a, a guy they throw short passes to within five, eight yards of the line of scrimmage. Right. We saw that jump over to like 14, 15 uh, yards, um, you know, average depth per target. So like they're looking a little bit more down the field for, for Zay flowers. Um, does it stick? I don't know, but it's a good sign. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. Gus kind of is always the, you could do worse guy for me. Bengals at the cards possible get right game for the Bengals, but you got the Cardinals first. I don't think it's a get right game for them, but maybe it is. Uh, Josh Dobb uh, is one of my favorite streaming quarterback options right now. Um, weak Bengals defense uh, and, and Dobbs rushing upside is great. I, I talk about him in my sleeper video as well, but if you remove that one point performance from week one, he's quarterback six on the year. Um, so you know, Josh Dobbs offers a lot more than I think people are going to give him weekly credit for. He's still available on so many waivers and so many leagues. Um, he, he's going to be a solid streaming option for you at quarterback. Um, past that, Zach Ertz smash spot here. He's one of only two tight ends in football with a 24% or better target share. Uh, Bengals are allowing the six most points to opposing tight ends. So, you know, fire up Zach Ertz this week. He's my preferred streaming tight end. Um, and then Dobbs, you know, he's going to sneak into lineups as well. And then I, I, when it comes to Michael Wilson and Hollywood, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to predict which one of them is going to be the guy, but I think both of them are pretty solid weekly flexes with um, both both of them giving you some pretty solid upside. If they're going to continue to use Wilson as the field stretcher, um, things are going to look really good for him rest of the season. Bengals, it's, this game sports a 44 and a half implied total. So generally a solid fantasy environment for our, our pieces in this one. I'm betting on the Bengals turning things around. Um, frankly, I, I think I have to just considering how much stock I put in them. So yeah. it's biased, but I'm doing it. Um, Cardinals defense is also bad. So like, there's a piece of that to it. Um, you know, I think Burrow does drop into the kind of fringe QB1 range, which I think is very fair considering how he's been performing. 
Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is a thing to watch here. I, I already talked about this, but if Higgins misses, we're starting. Boyd is a playable wide receiver three. I really do like Mixon in this one. He's been a relative disappointment to where he's been drafted and how much I've been hyping him up, but he's my RB6 on the week. Don't get cute with Mixon. Continue to roll him out. I think they just need to lean on him in this game. Yep, agree. Eagles at the Rams. A true test for the Rams. That has looked pretty damn good. Better than they expectation. Have. You got them, though, man. Yeah, I think Stafford kind of also sneaks into streaming uh, territory here. Uh, I know his performances haven't kind of, they've looked good, but the fantasy numbers really haven't been there. But this is an Eagles defense that's along six or seventh most points to opposing quarterbacks right now, um, especially if Cooper Cup is back and he's going to play, which it seems like he might. Um, you know, he's going to just take this offense to another level. And I think this is a really good opportunity for them. Um, that being said, I think two, two sneaks into flex consideration for me, um, as kind of the field stretching option. If both Puka and cup play, both of those guys are going to run some shorter intermediate routes. Whereas I think two, two can really stretch the field. Um, so if you need pure upside or playing in like a standard league, uh, I think you could do a lot worse than two, two. Um, and then I do, I am tempering my expectations with Kyron a little bit, but, um, still starting him, still not, you know, not going away from from the production there. The man just seems to find a way to fall into the end zone twice every week. So not overthinking it. Eagles, 50 and a half point implied total in this one. Pretty sexy. We start the guys. Um, Swift is taking over the backfield, but Gainwell is still, is still like a top handcuff at this point in time. Still get some, some run, um, but he needs to be rostered. Nothing to get really too deep in here. It's like I think there's a lot of concern with Goddard. You know, he's not a stud. He's not doing great right now. But, like, it, frankly, I think he's an afterthought in this offense. But you could do a lot worse at tight end. So he remains a tight end one, folks, just the way that that, that, that tight end works in fantasy football. Um, one more game, and then we'll get to some cues here. Jets at the Broncos. Um, the recipe for 2023, if your offense needs to get right, it's hopefully you play the Broncos defense. But you get the Broncos, Jake. Um, yeah. This sucks. Um, I think you're starting Cortland Sutton at this point. I think he's kind of been the preferred guy for uh, Russell Wilson, who has looked uh, uh, much, much better this year. Uh, it took him like 13 weeks last year to get to nine touchdowns. He's already at that this year. So he's definitely turned it around. I wish I could play the matchup here. Um, Jets are the worst defense against tight ends in 2023, but it's Adam Troutman. He stinks. Not playing him. Uh, get him out of here. Even though everything, all the numbers and data say we probably should. I'm just not doing it. Um, he's kind of a worst case scenario. I need a touchdown and that's all I'm praying for a situation. Um, if Javante doesn't go, I think Jaleel McLaughlin is my preferred running back in that room. Um, he looked explosive against the bears. He looked like he offers more than Samaj P Ryan does at this point. So he's kind of my preferred go-to there. Um, but yeah, man, the Broncos just keep getting grosser somehow, even though they just beat my bears. Um, that was <laughs> entirely on the coaching staff, the Chicago bears and not on the Broncos whatsoever. We'll not leave that. We'll not open that can of worms, Jake. Yeah, we um, might as well not. Uh, Jets. Zach Wilson isn't playable, obviously, in, in one QB leagues, but I think he's um, kind of a QB two play if you're playing in those super flex two QB leagues. I got Zach Wilson over Jimmy G, Tannehill, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, to name a few. The take here is that it's Brees Hall week. Um, feel pretty good about that one. Uh, they're apparently done limiting him on snaps. He's apparently 100% healthy. Um, so, and this is an incredibly uh, juicy matchup as the Broncos, as stated. Uh, give up lots of points. As we've seen, Brees is an RB2 this week. He needs to be in your lineup. We saw what he's capable of. Think week one with those big runs. Uh, it's Brees Hall week, folks. I love Brees. We love give Brees. me all the Brees Hall. 
To the cues, five seconds, real quick. Jake, how's the thumb? It's good. It's Love healing. To see it. Drake London or Atwell? I actually got Atwell out of London this week. Yep, same here. Brees Hall or James Cook? I have Cook a couple spots ahead, but I wouldn't blame you for starting Brees Hall. But I do have this as James Cook. Yeah, I'm starting Brees here. I think the upside, if both of them are getting, uh, you know, the main snap share for their teams. It leans so, so heavily to Brees, and I think the matchup is just too good to pass up. Ten-team standard. Opponent needs defense, Colts, and lines available. Should I drop D-Hop to grab the Lions and block defense start at 20 points? I, uh, That's actually like a legit question. I think like my gut's like, what the heck? No, but Hop ain't dropping 20 points. <laughs> yeah. So uh- – I I don't know. 10-team Hopkins is kind of – I mean, it really depends on your wide receivers. Like, if, if Hopkins yeah. has been sitting on your bench all year, sure. But if you need to start Hopkins, I would not be doing this. Yeah, I would want to know who your other rostered players are. Like, if you're rostering two tight ends, I'd drop one of them. Um, if you're rostering two quarterbacks, I'd probably drop your quarterback too. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would probably – if D-Hop is my best option to drop – I would probably drop D hop for the Lions defense. Because Lions defense could drop with this scoring like 25 burger, 30 burger. Yeah. Pretty easy. D hop so, ain't doing that. D hop ain't doing that. So I get it. Pretty crazy. Brendan, we are, we are in fact answering questions. Um D's nuts. My name is Jeff. Nice, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Trade Mark Andrews for Keenan Allen. Someone dropped Goddard to waivers. I would do this. Yeah. I would do this. Yes. I mean, Goddard is obviously a downgrade, but Keenan Allen's cooking and Mike Williams is out. Keenan's like a top 12 option pretty much every single week at this point in time. So I would, I would do this because you know, Goddard's not exciting, but he's not getting you zeros. Yeah. He's, he's not, I mean, Jake Ferguson, you can stream him at time. Like there's always going to be a streaming tight end. They're not going to put up Andrew's production, but you are not going to find wide receiver production. Like Keenan Allen is going to offer you. I mean, the, the guy's a top five wide receiver right now. And Herms, friend of the show, friend of us in real life. Non-fantasy question. Do the Steelers have a real chance to win on Sunday, or should I start gathering materials to sit in my quiet, sad cave for the rest of the month now? Herms, I, I really I don't want to be rude, right? I would say that the chance that the Steelers win is slim. Slim. Yeah. And if you're, the route is gathering materials to sit in your, your quiet, sad cave, you know, maybe we can make that a happy cave. Um, and maybe we can get some lighting, maybe some uh, nice feng shui, but I think you might be in that cave on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I I would get stuff ready for the cave. There is With that defense, you never know what could happen. That that defense can turn it on at any moment and, and really just make a team look really, really bad. Uh, but Kenny Pickett, I mean, I have one thumb right now that I can't use on my throwing hand, and I, I might prefer myself throwing <laughs> the football. So it, it's tough. It's tough to say. I wish I had some more hope for you. But yeah, make it a, make it a happy cave. Get a lava lamp. Get a mm. get a love sack. A nice little yes. bean bag or something. Make it a Absolutely nice cave. Absolutely a love sack. Um, and then ooh, we got another one coming in here. This is great. That's great. Um, what's up? What's up, guys? What's, what's up? up, guys? Um, defense to start full PPR. Um, Green Bay Jets, Bengals, Cardinals. Okay. Um, these are not all great options. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. Instinct for list. instinct for me is probably the Jets first, like first instinct. Bengals defense super disappointing. 
Um, Cardinals defense has some upside there, but you know, it's the Bengals. They could turn it on at any moment. Uh, Green Bay is not. It's the Jets. Yeah, it's the Jets. I mean, there's just a world where it's the Jets in Denver. This game just doesn't have a lot of points. The Jets defense is good. Like we've seen the Jets defense like carry them through games where they don't look terrible. Yeah. Like think about what they just did to Mahomes. Think about what they did to Josh Allen. Like they've made yeah. like elite quarterbacks look not as elite. So I'm I'm willing to bet yeah. that they they could do that to, to Russell Wilson. Yeah. If if there's a bright spot on this Jets team, it's it's their defense. So I, I'm not really overthinking that one too much. Joe Burrow or Jordan Love? I actually have Jordan Love ahead of Joe Burrow by one spot this week. Um, which is I, I'm, like I think this is a hilarious question to ask if you rewind the clock four weeks. But at the same time, yeah, I'm just in a spot where like I truly believe that Jordan Love's has more points to be scored in this one. I mean, it's just like he's playing the Raiders Monday Night Football. Raiders defense sucks. Jordan Love has looked good in bad matchups, right? Yep. Like the Packers offense can operate well against bad teams. Yep, we've seen that happen. They're not good against like good teams like the Lions. But, like, against teams that are bad, they can score points. Watson's going to be healthy, not on a snap count. Um, we have, you know, Aaron Jones healthy, not on a snap count. I'm going Jordan Love over Joe Burrow in the week five in the year of our Lord 2023. Yeah, if T. Higgins was healthy, I might lean Burrow here. But I- I'm going with Jordan Love right now. Like you said, the options are healthy. And, yeah, trust me, I can't believe I said that. Do you think that Moss is droppable? Um, with the positive JT news, or would you recommend holding? The other option is Burrow. I Richardson is my starter, so I don't. I would like to hold Moss because of the uncertainty around yep. JT, and I think Moss. I think the thing is, like when we talk about handcuffs, running back handcuffs. It is very clear that Moss is probably the best, one of the best running back handcuffs in football because we know what happens if there's no JT. Yeah, hundred percent. Fifteen top eighteen back because he sees hundred percent of the volume, like he like 90 percent of the volume, like he is a auto start if JT doesn't play. So I do not think Moss is droppable. The other option is Burrow, and I have Arich as my starter. If you're in a one QB league and you have Arich as your starter, I'm actually okay with dropping Burrow here. Yeah, I maybe I maybe fish a trade out. Uh, yeah, assuming. he tries. Yeah, yeah, the way I'm kind of reading this is that you probably have JT on your IR and you have to clear a roster spot. I might I would drop a kicker or a defense before I drop Burrow. Um, and then just pick up another one come game time, like figure out who's healthy, who's not, you know, see if you have a different option to drop. But yeah, man, I mean, you can, the fact that I can say you can drop Joe Burrow is wild to me. And would, and rather keep Zach Moss. Like, yeah, I would rather have Zach Moss on my one QB roster than Joe Burrow if I have a rich is just like 2023 is so weird. It is every year, man. Like, it's the beauty of this game is we think we got things figured out and then it just comes and smacks us into the side of the face week one, week two, week three, week four, week five, and we're just saying the most outlandish things. Um, We're starting Jordan Love over Joe Burrow. We'd rather keep Zach Moss on our roster than Joe Burrow. Like, what is this? But here we are. Puka Nakua is a top 15 option every (laughs) week. Like, what are we doing? What is 2023? Uh, D Hop or Gabe Davis? Uh, Let me pull it up here for me. Gut call on that one, my friend. Yeah, gut call is Gabe Davis here. Uh, again, another thing I can't believe I would say, but I just think that the while D-Hop has a 30% target share in that offense, it's just not pretty. Like, it's never going to be, whereas Gabe Davis, weekly touchdown upside, uh, probably unmatched. So I, I think I lean Gabe here. I got D-Hop a couple spots ahead. I wouldn't kill you if you, you put Gabe Davis in, but I do have D-Hop a couple spots ahead. Next question, Tyler. Good to see Tyler in the chat again. Elite first name. Start two, Waddle, Ridley, Pittman, Lions, Dolphins, and Eagles. So I think it's two between Waddle, Ridley, and Pittman. I yep. mean, Waddle, I think, is like without question one of these guys. 
So it's between Ridley and Pittman. I know Ridley's been a bit of a disappointment, but I actually have it being Waddle at wide receiver 13, then Pittman 18. Uh, sorry, uh, Pittman 18, Calvin Ridley 17. So technically my answer is Ridley and Waddle, but it's close. It's a good question. I'm going Ridley Waddle. I would go Waddle Pittman, but uh, I can't blame you if you go Ridley over Pittman. And and then for the defense, it looks like it's start Lions, Dolphins, or Eagles. I'm starting the Lions. Really yep. not overthinking that one. Yep. I, I mean, I have them back-to-back. Eagles, Lions are both top five options, but I have the Lions one spot ahead of Eagles, so that is the way that I would roll. Um, one spot to fill, McLaughlin or Wilson. I think this is simple. If if Javante, they don't play tonight. So if if Javante doesn't play, it's McLaughlin. If, if Javante does play, it's Wilson. I'm just going to keep it that simple. Yep, for you. 100% agree. Calvo, what's up, fellas? What's up? Should I trade Amon Ra for DeAndre Swift? Ooh, my receivers are CD, Jamar, and Pittman. Arby's are Madison and Rashad. Oh, like, okay. Um, I think you can honestly trade, like, I think I would try to go, like, Pittman for a lesser running back. Yeah. Honestly, because, tra- like, if you can start Chase, CD, and Amon Ra every week, like, that is money, my friend. And I understand yeah. your need to get a better um, running back in there. But I'm going to offer Swift is just not the direction I would go. Yeah. I would try to like package something else for Swift. I would try to trade like Pittman for something else. Um, yeah, I would, I would try like Pittman for James Conner with a little kicker or like Pittman for Brian Robinson. Or Again, if you want to go Amon Ra, go like go try to get like Bijan or something for Amon yeah. Ra. You need to be shooting higher if you're moving Amon Ra. Like I'm I'm not necessarily upset. Like you have CD and Jamar. Great. But if you want to move a, a wide receiver like Amon Ra, you need to be shooting higher than DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, I think, is going to be a locked and loaded, like top fifteen running back. But I also am afraid that his ceiling is going to be capped with with the tush push of yeah. Jalen Hurts every week. That he's not going to be able to reach the ceiling here. So I I, I don't yeah. hate the idea. I think you're thinking about it the correct way. It's just um, I would either be trying to move Pittman for someone a little less than, or I'd be shooting a little bit higher with Amon Ra. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Madison and Rashad, they get enough volume that one of them will sneak out a 15-point week. Like, I, I'm just not making that move. Swift has been awesome so far. I'd love to see that. Uh, but like like, like Tyler said, the, the ceiling is just capped there. He's not re- he's not getting a ton of receiving work. He's doing all of his damage on the ground, and the tush push cannot be beaten. So they're just going to keep doing that instead of giving it to Swift at the five. Oikboy says, beautiful man. What a sight for sore eyes. Oikboy, thank you for the kind comment. Um, surprise. Canada lets you use internet during your workday, but Chiefs at the Vikings. I think this is where we're at. A lot of talk in there, a lot of questions. We absolutely love it, folks. Don't get me wrong. More questions, the better. We love this part of the pod. Chiefs at Vikings, though, going to get some points in this one. Um, as yeah, they yeah. say, very, very fertile ground for fantasy points. Viking side of the ball. Yeah, the fertile ground for fantasy points makes this a little bit harder for me to say. I think you should probably not start Jordan Addison right now. Um, can't believe I'm really saying that, but it, the Chiefs are a pretty good defense so far this year um, at limiting wide receiver production. Hawkinson, uh, pretty much smash spot for him. You're not benching him if you have him anyway, um, but I, I'm just not trying to get too cute here. I'm not starting KJ Osborne. Um, I, I, if you're cho- if you're choosing between KJ and Jordan Addison, I'm taking Addison. His big playoff side is just unmatched, and KJ Osborne's been one of the most efi- un- inefficient wide receivers so far this year. Um, you know, I'm kind of tempering expectations out of this offense. Um, I'm looking away. I would, I would start Josh Dobbs over Kirk cousins, which is, I think one of my takes for this week. Uh, I know the matchup should be high scoring. It should be a really good game, but I just worry, uh, that the chiefs stifle the Vikings a little bit more than expected. Uh, Pacheco, his arrows pointing up. 
um you know in, in for the first four weeks he was kind of in that fringe like rb2 area rb22 rb19 just because it was there was a lot of mckinnon there was a little bit of ceh it was just not what i wanted to be seen um but this week he's up to rb14 uh part of that obviously is going to be because it's the vikings defense and they suck but yeah. another part is he deserves it um he's playing well he's getting better usage it's it's not a three-way committee anymore it's shaping up to be pacheco's backfield um, so it's like, I think Pacheco's kind of also sort of a buy high for people, depending on how you feel about him. Um, you know, I refuse to start any wide receiver on the chiefs offense, but I mentioned it earlier, but Rasheed Rice uh, continues to be the best bet. He shouldn't be on waivers at all. Yep. Um, he shouldn't be started, but he shouldn't be on waivers. It's going to take a little time. He's a rookie. Um, but this wide receiver role is absolutely wide open through four weeks. No one has seized it. Um, it's wide open for this rookie. Um, and he's getting looks when he's out there. We're slowly seeing the usage kind of trend its way up for Rasheed Rice. You know, his snaps aren't where, we're, where, where we want them to be, but when he's out there, he's getting targeted. Rice is trending up. He's kind of a sneaky stash right now for folks kind of as we kind of move down the the, the season, I should say. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you, uh, like I said, I think you would convince me on Pacheco earlier, and you definitely did that. Um, but yeah, Rasheed Rice, he shouldn't be on waivers. He's got the second highest target rate. So for those who don't know what target rate is, when he's on the field, he is targeted. And when he's on the field running a route, which is semi-infrequently, um, but he's targeted at 34.5% rate. So if you see him on the field one, three times, he's getting a target. He's earning it. Yeah, the yards per outrun, 13th in football. Yards per outrun is a great predictor of future success. So he's he's earning it. He's going he's gonna to get it here sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, go back to that question we had earlier. Now I'm starting Pacheco. Thoughts on John Smith? No, he's my tight end 21, man. It was nice to see him with a little bit of a jump there, but like, I just, there's, I'm not counting on any pass catcher on the Falcons as it is, yep. especially John Smith. And like, I think it's clear to state that like Pitts isn't really a tight end. He's kind of used as a wide receiver. So that's why there's room for John Smith. But yeah, I just find it hard to believe that there's not better options for you than John Smith this week. He's my tight end 21, which would, unless you're in two tight end leagues, there's got to be gonna, another option, man. I was going to say he's a, a two tight end 12 team starter but otherwise he shouldn't be in your lineups. He should still be on waivers. Calvo, if you're still here, thanks for the sub. Happy to give input. Appreciate make it, brother. Call of Duty great again. I'm, first of all, this resonates with me because I wish they made Call of Duty great again as I have not been enjoying it as I used to. So. I'm hopeful. The new one looks really good. Yeah. So I, I'm here. Make Cod great again. Great name. Um, Appreciate you guys. Love the pod. We'll definitely be back through the year. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. D's nuts. My name is Jeff. Jeff. Two trade ideas, D-Hop and Elijah Moore for Waddle. Certainly, if you can get Smash. it done. Or D-Hop and Jacobs for Pollard. Ooh. I'm not uh, doing that one. I'm not doing that one. Not enough. I feel like Jacobs and Pollard are like similar tier here, so I would. I think D-Hop's a little too much there. I, I do agree that I, I I do think Pollard is like above Jacobs, but that D-Hop is a little too much for me in that one. Um, should I trade away a chain? D-Pierce and Deontay for Bijan and Algier. You don't need both these guys, first of all. And I, I – I a chain Pierce and Deontay for Bijan. Like you're clearly getting the best piece in this one, but like this is kind of tough. Like I'm leaning keeping a chain Pierce and Deontay because hopefully when Deontay's back, he's solid. But like if you you can make the case to take Bijan here, what are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, I could uh, like you said, you can make the case for it. You're getting the premium asset in the deal, but I think if you're talking about like weekly upside, we've seen Achan his weekly upside is arguably unmatched in the fantasy landscape right now. And Algiers upside is that Bijan gets hurt. So I, I'm, I'm not in favor of, of buying 
uh, rostering my own handcuffs, first of all. So, and I think weekly, you know, once Deontay's healthy and playing again, I think his weekly upside is what Algiers is. So I'm not making that move personally. Stroud or Fields? It's Fields for me. Fields. Yep. I, I, I want to point. Yeah, I want to point out how good Stroud has been. He's sure. been a stud. But it's Fields, just considering the rushing. Um, Oscar, the Grouch, I'm prepared for Prize Pick sadness tonight. But hey, anything can happen. Hey, happy to help if you got cues in that regard. Um, Gavin, should I trade Ridley for Waddle? Yes. Um, yep. I have Etienne. I don't know if that's a bad stack. Um, I don't think it's a bad stack. I think you could easily deploy Ridley and Etienne together without any problems, but I would rather have Waddle than Ridley rest of the season. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Um, we'll do this one. Um, I sold, I sold high on tank in Dallin dynasty. Did I get fleeced? Um, no, you did not get fleeced. No, nope, a second for Dank. I mean, I think that's like a pretty fair price. If I'm yeah. completely honest with you, he's a wide receiver 19 overall in fantasy football. I think that's probably not where he ends up, but you did not draft Dell in the second. You probably yeah. drafted him in the fourth, maybe the late third. So, no, Oscar, you made a good trade. If I had Dell, somebody offered me a second, especially if it looks like an early one, I would be taking it. Yep, I'm taking it every that's time. That's just how you win dynasties, those little micro moves like that. I think it's great. AR 15 or fields. This is got this is Anthony Richardson for me this week. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. It's AR. He's, he's great. He's great. And I was wrong about him in the preseason. Yeah. I think if the running game does get stifled through the Titans defense, I think Richardson, it, it, he's going to be the one to get the rushing production. He's looked better than I think most expected as a passer too. He's doing a lot of things that a guy who passed as little as he did in college should be able to do on a football field. Like his, his progression is great. So I, I'm taking AR here uh, as much as that hurts me to say as a field's truther. As we go forward here, I think it's the Cowboys and Niners time. A showdown of two very good defenses, Niners. Yeah, so uh, the Cowboys defense is the best in football. That being said, I'm not getting cute here. I'm starting CMC, obviously. I'm starting Kittle. I'm starting Ayuk. I'm starting Debo if he plays and is healthy. I I'm just not overthinking things too much here. I know the Cowboys defense is the best defense in football, but the 49ers offense might be the best offense in football. So I'll, I'll lean the offense here, especially as we see how this offense reacts to a, another game a game against a really good offense without Trayvon Diggs so still I'm just not getting cute here I'm, I'm not overthinking this one too much Cowboys um the path of least resistance seems to be on the ground versus the Niners but starting Pollard isn't really a take um he continues to be a top five RB for me um I was skeptical of Jake Ferguson this year but he's setting he's settling into a legit role right now He's getting snaps, running an optimal amount of routes, and boasts of very high targets per route run. He's a legit back-end tight end one right now. Um, I would drop Kyle Pitts for Jake Ferguson. I have Jake Ferguson ahead of Kyle Pitts rest of season. Uh, he could be Ferguson guy. Yeah, elite for, name. For, for elite name, absolutely. Jake Ferguson could be kind of one of your last shots at getting a usable tight end rest of season. Yep, I love Jake Ferguson. I was big on him in the offseason, and – Happy that's paid off. I just didn't think Luke Schoonmaker coming in was really going to impact things, and it clearly has not. Let's close things out here. In terms of the games, we'll still get to your questions, folks. Packers at the Raiders, Monday Night Football. These island games, man. Um, suppose this has an outside chance of being fun. Probably not, but who knows? Raiders to you. Yeah, I'm hoping it's fun. Um, it's a Jacob smash week. He's in your lineups. Don't overthink it. You probably shouldn't with Josh Jacobs. If you have him, you're starting him every single week. Um, my fun random prop play of the week is I think Michael Mayer finds the end zone for the first time this year. Um, 
I just think it'd be cool. Um, Green Bay is a defense that is susceptible to tight end production. So uh, I like Mayer here. And then I'm still firing up Jacoby and Devontae Adams, even though it's a little bit less than ideal matchup, just given how concentrated this target tree is. Um, both of those guys are weekly starters for me for, for the foreseeable future, if not the entire rest of the season. I, mean, I hinted at this, but the Raiders pass defense is 28th DVOA, a.k.a. bottom four pass defense. I told you I got Jordan Love here sliding in QB 10 for me this week. You know, that doesn't necessarily feel right, but I'm trusting the process here. Um, naturally, that I'm in on the pass catchers. Aaron Jones, RB 17. Christian Watson, wide receiver 26. Dubes, wide receiver 34. Likely fading Musgrave if possible, but um, there's no concerns firing up the other three guys. Both Watson and Aaron Jones were on a snap count last week. 34% snaps for Aaron Jones, 48% for Watson. That will not be repeated. They'll be out there full time again. So we will continue to trust them. Folks, for the sake of this being edited and published as a podcast, I'm going to roll the outro. But we will get to the questions, folks. All right, let's burn through some cues before we jump out of here. I got a couple more minutes before work calls. That's the way that works. Trade idea. Send Kittle for and Henry for Kelsey Kittle and Derrick Henry for Kelsey. Other running backs are Saquon, Connor, and Swift. Yeah, I would probably do this. Yep. Um, yeah, Henry's great, but you're getting the best tight end, and you still have good running backs. So, Tangley, fire that up. Yep, agreed here. You're getting tight end one, and you still have two, three really good running backs once Saquon's healthy. So, agreed. Okay. One and three, got some work to do. South Sco six five zero, half PPR fourteen team a little deep. Geno Chase, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, Dotson Rice, good wide receivers. Uh, Kyron, a chain Hall, JT. You you have a very dude Ferguson. You have a great team. I can't believe you're one and three South Sco for a fourteen team league. This is pretty damn good. Who should yeah. I package to upgrade QB or another wide receiver one? Um, you know I, I think that your 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 depth is clearly out at running back you yeah. have you have you have four guys who you should be starting almost every single week almost five so um i would I, i'll be honest with you i would probably try to move like gino in a chain and try to go after an elite guy in this or kyron you can move kyron or a chain with gino try to get one of the top five running uh, quarterbacks that'd probably be like my first thought because like dj Moore, i don't trust every week but devonta smith and chase you start those two every week yep you're, you're you're a little flush at, at running back, and I'm thinking about who's hot right now. Like JT's, you, know, you can't get a lot for JT. We haven't seen it yet. Certainly Najee, but he's good depth. So to me, this kind of leads me to either moving Kyrie and Chain Gino to try go get an elite um, quarterback. Like go try to get like try to get like you know Hertz or Josh Allen or Mahomes with packaging a chain or Kyron with Gino. Yeah, or even attempt to tear that down and may, and maybe Najee has a good week um try and package Najee and Gino for like a uh, Anthony Richardson um something in that tier that gives you a little more rushing upside but I mean that's a good team that team is just uh, that's an unlucky one in three um yeah, that, that'll t- I'm pretty confident that'll turn yeah, around for you you'll be good South Sco. team team is solid I mean the quarterback's a little bit of a disappointment but I mean you'll be fine have Stevenson and Brees at RB trade Olave for Swift um we wide receivers are chase nico flowers and hollywood sure i have no problem with that honestly um because stevenson and Brees is not is, it's not a winning formula right now i mean Brees, yeah. i got faith but stevenson's been a bit of a disappointment you got Olave. I, I mean i like Olave, but i think trading Olave for swift is not a terrible move i actually offered Olave for swift in another league where i'm in a similar situation so i'm cool with it yep i'm fine with it i think you're giving up your your second best wide receiver but i think in reality you're probably getting your best running back right now 
Um, so uh, I'm fine with it. Brian Robinson over 16 and a half carries. Darnell Mooney over two and a half receptions. Howell over 16 fantasy scores. Fields over in 193 pass. Herbert over 11 and a half reception here. It's terror over 59. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, where would this bust? I think Brian Robinson over 16 and a half maybe. But I, there's nothing here that jumps out at me as like, no, no. Yeah, Herbert, the Herbert one worries me a little bit. Um, assuming that's 11 and a half total receiving yards. Sorry. But the thing with Herbert is, is he, if he gets one good reception, it will, it will smash that. So, um, yeah, I don't hate it. ETN or Jacobs. I got Jacobs this week. Yep. It's just an easier matchup. It's going to flip flop in other weeks. Um, Sam Howard, T Law this week. I got T Law two spots above. I might take the shot on Howell just because of how bad the Bears defense can be and the Bills you know, defense you can know be really well. good. You know it well. Yeah. Uh, I might three, take the shot on Howell. Three and one in 12 team PPR. I'm sending out Kyron and Ayuk to get Eckler, Devonta Smith. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yep. Um, RB would be, yeah. I mean, this is good. I don't have to explain anything to me here. I would rather have Eckler, Devonta Smith over Ayuk and Kyron. This is an easy one. They're both better players. So here we go. Yeah. Um, so I got him. Christian Kirk, Michael Wilson, Christian Watson, Brandon Ive, Nico. Pick three out of the five. Standard 10 team. Oh, okay. Let's go here. I mean, I think Ayuk is going to be an easy one. Let's just throw yep. that layup in. Yeah. Um, I got Nico Collins and Kirk. Yeah, that that's how I would lean as well. Um, I like Christian Watson, but like it, Michael Wilson's the yeah. easy bench here. So. Yeah, Wilson and Watson are kind of the same player to me where you just you need the volume to go their way, and I'm just not uber confident that it does. Rest of the season, Etienne or Jacobs? Is I still for, lean Jacobs here. I, I probably would too. I mean, but there's going to be like probably if we have what, 12 weeks left of the season, like I'd probably say like seven or eight of them, like seven of them are probably going to lean Jacobs. It's it's super close, but it, it's it's Jacobs probably by like one or two spots at most. All right, last question, at least here. Um, would you trade Debo and Jerome Ford for Hawkinson and Terry McLaurin or Marcus Brown? Your how yeah, Pitt sucks. I mean, so you're gonna get a huge upgrade at tight end, um, which is great. And I think Debo and Terry are pretty comparable assets. It really just depends on where Jerome Ford falls in your running back room for me. If he's like a deeper option for you where he's not gonna crack your lineup every single week, I'm doing that trade. Yep, that sounds about right to me. Um, next question here, I'll let you take it. Yep, uh, one and three in a 10-team full PPR. Running backs are Jacobs, H-Han, JT, B-Rob. Wide receivers are Tyree Kill, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, Puka. Need two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flexes who is out. And then also T-Law or Stroud, six-point passing TDs. Um, so if you need to start two running backs between Jacobs, H-Han, JT, and B-Rob, um, just first instinct, I don't know if JT plays yet, so that – the problem is with waiting on JT is it is it pigeonholes you into Jacobs and HM because B Rob plays tonight. Um damn, that one's hard. I probably go Jacobs and Brian Robinson, honestly. I think the touchdown upside is higher for him than HM this week. Um, but I mean you you really can't go wrong in the running back room there. Uh two wide receivers between Hill, Ridley, Watson, and Puka. Um, I probably go Hill and Ridley there. Nah. Hill and Ridley or Hill and Puka. I don't think you can go wrong there. And then two flexes from the remaining options would probably be, you know, assuming you start the guys that I already told you to start, uh, it'd be Puka and whichever of the running backs isn't Jonathan Taylor. 
I'm good with it. And then the last trade he was talking about, he has uh, Ford. Um, he has Henry Robinson. I'm okay with that. Yep. Agreed. Um, we're good to go here. All right. We're out of time here. It's two o'clock. Oh, last one real quick. Uh, T-Law or Stroud, six-point passing TD. I actually think I would go Stroud. T-Law or Stroud. I have T-Law, but they're close. All right, folks. That does it for the cues. We're done recording. It's been a great time. Thanks for showing up the questions. We appreciate you all being here with us going through these games. Love the questions. Love the engagement. Make sure if you're not subscribed, hit the subscribe button. Hit like. It helps us out a lot. So take it easy, y'all. Later.